0: Welcome to Photography E-Zine NFT Frames Collective podcast, episode two. I'm your host, Cloudy Knight, the community builder of Frames Collective. Uh, For our podcast, we invite photographers around the world as our guests to talk about various topics, for example, Baxter uh, and their works, stories, and more. To check out our zine and our community, visit uh, frames.com, framesco.com for amazing photos from our community members. This podcast wouldn't be wouldn't be possible without you, so thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And for today, we have Jason Comerfeldt. Comerfeldt? is that right? Yeah, Comerfeldt, yeah. 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 Yes, there we go. I watched a um, couple of your in- interviews, so I can I gotta rem- memorize up in there.
1: Cool. You might know me better than I know myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I have some like in- interesting question for you today, so <laughs> you'll be you'll be surprised. I'm ready. All right. Um, Yeah, anyways, back to, back to, um, back to, um, yeah, Uh, Jason Coenfeld, the man behind Grainy Days. Obviously, you guys know um, if you're watching this already. He's a photographer based in um, Los Angeles, California, and he's one of the most well-known film photographers on YouTube right now. (laughs) But it's um, Baxter um, and Sarcastic Humor throughout his YouTube videos. You can find his work on his YouTube channel grainy days or his instagram 50 shades of great and 50 shades of jason 50 underscore J- shades sh- underscore of underscore jason and portfolio and prints are available on his website jasoncornfelt.com sponsored by squarespace squarespace <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you so much for coming to the interview
1: thanks uh thanks for having me on i really appreciate it and thanks for uh working around all the technical difficulties and crazy, you know, scheduling. Nah, that's no, been
0: going on. No, nah, no worries. It's just, it's just broad they like right here right now, so it's all good for me. And I've been yeah. sleeping well for the past couple of days, so I have no mm-hmm. no problem at all. And um I was honestly when I sent you um a a message on Instagram, I didn't I didn't expect any response from you or anything because I just don't really expect anything from anyone. So
1: Oh, okay. Hey. Well, I'm <laughs> glad I responded. I I mean, I love your work first of all, but I, you know, also I think uh you sent me some film back in the day and um yeah, right what? when the channel was uh first getting started, I think probably oh, was in it? the first year. It must have been cuz I've had I've had that film for a long time now. Wow.
0: I mean, Yeah. Yeah, it was like 2 years ago, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even 3 at this wow. point. <laughs> that
0: yeah. Yeah, maybe three years ago. Have you shot those films?
1: I have shot one role. I'm doing a um a sort of a uh, longer video about shooting expired film and mm-hmm. I'm kind of putting every expired film I can I can find to the test and just seeing how each one turns out, what the rules are for different film stocks and everything. I used one of the roles you sent me. Um I shot it in my X Pan in Ooh. a place Yeah. <laughs> yes, Pause for a glass of water after that. Ooh, um, speaking yeah, of water, Sheldon, the <laughs> I need to send that to you. I need to send you some sample photos. Um, it looks great. I mean, for an expired film, it's definitely got a look. You know,
0: it does got a look. I'll, I'll send you a um one of the film. Uh, one of the shots I took after I sent you those films. I, I did a long exposure at the, at the beach at the beach, and um the water color, it, the water, everything. I didn't really touch that much on the film it just mm-hmm. looks like a painting like it's so oh, yeah. it's so nice
1: that's the that's the key word right there yeah the painting you got me going oh
0: yeah <laughs> and another another reason um it's a small minor thing but yeah i call 35 mil a full frame <laughs> so oh, okay yeah <laughs> you, you come from the world of digital oh probably, yes right? yeah. oh yes
1: yeah, well, be careful because the film community might kick your ass for that one. Oof. Just because you know, 35 millimeters around beforehand.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and also, where's Baxter? Is he? Is he sleeping?
1: He tried to sneak in here just a minute ago. I don't know if you caught it, but um, he's uh, he's out in the uh, living room with with Monica watching TV. I see. Yeah, that's cool. Probably sleeping. If he's not eating, he's sleeping. Eating or sleeping. Yeah, he's so- got the life, man. I'll tell you. It yeah, sounds like my cats.
0: I, I'm not sure if you can <laughs> see it right now, but there's my cat Min Min right there He's sleeping on the window uh-huh. and I'm not sure where is um, my other cat Cam Actually my- Cam and Min Min? Yeah is Cam that... and Min 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 So Min Min, my wife named, named, named Min Min and there's uh-huh. another black cat that I named Cam because obviously I, it, can, it comes from camera <laughs> <laughs> oh okay yeah, yeah for sure uh, why I want,
1: didn't you go all the way and just name it nikon f3 or something oh
0: my god then my <laughs> wife would just kick my ass that that's a little bit too much i mean my, <laughs> that's too far <laughs> that's too far i mean she can understand like appreciate some of the <clears throat> you know film photography stuff but if i go x-pan or like uh, t- like tri-x 400 or something like that she'll be like babe that's too much no <laughs> 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 yeah
1: well maybe she's got
0: a point <laughs> yeah she got a point what would your What would you name your dog if you had If you had to name it again?
1: Same dog, like Baxter, yeah, Baxter but Baxter. without the name.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. Probably sausage roll or something like that. Sausage he, roll. He looks like a sausage. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: I agree with that. Yeah, I don't
1: think I would lean into the like camera film photography thing with that. Mm. I get enough of that in my daily life.
0: Yeah, when Baxter you know? got a film.
1: When's he gonna shoot? Film? Maybe he has already. You don't know. No one knows.
0: <laughs> no one knows for sure. So yeah. Um. So back to the back to the actual interview. Oh, I mean, we were doing interview, but so tell us about yourself a little bit for our audiences who might not know you. Um. If you don't know about him, uh, you should watch his videos. His, his videos are fun.
1: Um. Yeah, I'm a 30 year old photographer and living in uh, Los Angeles, California. I guess I'm probably best known through my YouTube channel, um, and, uh, my YouTube channel has, uh, obviously features my dog a lot. And so that's kind of the, um, the running gag is that he, my dog has become more popular than I have, which I'm totally fine with. That's, uh, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so should
0: probably make a YouTube channel for just for Baxter. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm just going to go cry after this a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? I don't know. I, I leave a, I live a pretty ordinary life. I'm trying to think of anything else I do, but, uh, the YouTube channel is just me shooting film, trying to teach how to shoot film from my own perspective, even if it's not always right. And, um, kind of just traveling, I guess. Yeah.
0: As traveling. How like, I mean, when I watch whenever I watch your video, you went, you went to 66 and mm-hmm. all the way to, um, Iceland, Iceland and Nepal and yeah. all those videos i watch everything and it just blows my mind every time whenever we take photos there and thanks man i know it's
1: been like what three hours of your life or something those are some long videos yeah
0: i watched it start from finish i, I was like just got ready like popcorns ready my yeah. mountain <laughs> the mountain dew your flaming not, hot mountain dew
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no hot, flaming hot mountain dew i don't have, we don't have that here we don't have that cool ones
1: do you guys have cool flavors of Mountain Dew over there?
0: Uh, no, it's just one flavor, unfortunately. You just have the regular Mountain Dew. Yeah, just just boring regular mm-hmm. ones. Which
1: have you ever tried point? to chug one? Well, sorry. Have you ever tried to like just straight up chug one? Like. Yeah, without taking a breath. I did. I
0: did. I did. Yeah, you know what happened? It's hard. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can guess.
0: Yeah, so my <laughs> friend got all over their face, and uh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. I was like running like crazy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's hard. I, um, I thought I was good at chugging, but I'm I'm not apparently, because some people can do it.
0: I mean, didn't you do it on a recent video when you chugged that? Yeah. Um, air, um, for the air chrome.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the air chrome. Kodak, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, Kodak. There's a little bit of movie magic going on there, though. Uh, I kind of cut out all the like. It's it's disgusting. It's like <laughs> spicy water. It's nasty. Um. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's pretty hard to just straight up chug that entire bottle.
0: Is it really spicy though?
1: It, it's a little spicy. It's not that spicy. It just like sneaks up on you a little bit. That's weird. And it kind of gets in your like nostrils as you're like drinking it. Like the smell gets in there, you know, and, uh, it's not good. That's what, that's what does it. Oh God, that doesn't sound good. But hey man, I'm doing it. I'm doing it for the Aerochrome. Yeah, for the air if chrome. Kodak brings back uh, air chrome, then yeah, I mean, it was all it was all worth it,
0: absolutely. I mean, send me some air send me some not uh send me some, uh, send me some hot cheetos i'll, I'll just chop one
1: okay, you'll <laughs> put it in some mountain dew and chug it, yeah, just chug. <laughs> that's even grosser too, yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe who knows like maybe um. Fuji might take a, take a note and just bring back some other expi- um expired film stocks.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't really count on Fuji doing much yeah. of anything these days.
0: Yeah, Fuji really, no yeah, disappointing.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it'd be cool,
0: don't get me wrong. Yeah, it'll be cool. Like, some, if, if they bring back 1600 speed on medium formats or even some larger formats, that'll be pretty dope.
1: Yeah. Have you ever shot portrait eight hundred?
0: I shot a lot of portrait eight hundreds. I shot. I usually shoot on high ISO films, um, okay. like Delta Delta three thousand two hundred or Cinestill eight hundred, Lomo Lomo eight hundreds, and Portrait eight hundred. I think I've shot more of Portrait eight hundred than Portrait four hundred, which oh, wow. was just like the opposite of the current trend.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I kind of had this thought the other day. Everyone misses Natura 1600 from Fuji, right? Mm-hmm. Um I kind of wonder Portrait 800 is such a high dynamic film. It's a professional line film. I kind of wonder if you could shoot 1600 ISO just by pushing Portrait 800 one stop and it would probably look pretty similar. You know what I mean? I can
0: probably give it a shot. I mean, I do have like a couple rolls of Portrait 800 right now.
1: Yeah. I should probably I just do. wonder how that would turn out. I've never really seen pushed portrait 800
0: you know what i'll when i move i'll shoot i'll push it one stop and i'll give you some samples tight i'll yeah. look for him all right and also i would i would lo- love to touch a little bit more about caleb as well since he really yeah. made you start uh, film photography
1: yeah i mean i probably wouldn't have the channel without him i i owe him so much yeah at this point
0: I mean, no. your first video on your YouTube channel is with Caleb Like, 10 questions mm-hmm. for a photographer, Caleb can you even, And that's one of my favorite video of all time okay. <laughs> The questions were... I mean, I was just expecting regular questions And I was like, what is this guy?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then I went to photography challenge That was my next video that I watched And okay, I was like, yeah. oh, oh, I was, you know, like when you watch the um, spoiler alert when you watch the photography challenge 20, uh, 2019 i think it was and if you mm-hmm. watch that video <laughs> the first part of the challenge was going to the public park park and taking photos of portraits of, like you know portrait portraiture and <laughs> caleb yeah. sneaks up on this guy and takes a photo and this guy just walks back to back to, back to the crew and destroys the camera i was like yeah yo, yeah. what just happened? And then it kind of goes on to like, yeah, it's like
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, sure. It uh, was a pretty rough day. It was
0: like, and Caleb goes like, <laughs> that was like yeah. that freaking <laughs> killed me. Oh my God. was that like both of your ideas, or like, did you guys um did a little brainstorming around that?
1: Well, I think the idea started off as basically the channel started off as like, there's so many of these certain types of videos in the film community. One of them being like photography challenges or whatever. And the channel in its origin kind of started off as let's just make like, um, satirical versions of all these like different formats people do. So that was one of them, you know, uh, photography challenge. And, uh, we just kind of wanted to come up with a way that was, believable but also um it's like funny how much how many cameras he's breaking and just how much bad luck he's having you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we it was a definitely a collaborative effort um we uh you know we i think we worked on that for probably like two months just trying to get everything right i think the original idea was way crazier i can't even really tell you what it what it was it's like Offensive, probably to a lot of people. Ooh. Um, but yeah, it was way crazier. We kind of like diluted it down to its um, to its core idea, I guess. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's what it is, you know. That was, man, you're talking about that. Those were like some of the first videos, man. Yeah. The first five, first ten. Hmm. Way back in the day.
0: Yeah, way back in the day. So I'm I'm still watching it. I mean, whenever I get bored, or whenever I get like um in a low moon. I just go back to your channel and just watch those like uh, photography challenges and man, that never happened to me. I'm so lucky. I I should probably <laughs> shoot more.
1: <laughs> yeah. Have you had any like I mean, you shoot a lot at night, right? I do. So I'm sure you get a lot of people coming up to you and stuff or Oh yeah. Do you have you had any crazy issues with that?
0: Oh, one there's one. Um so I was shooting uh, with my my Mia RZ sixty seven and uh, yeah. in a very really busy street at night, <clears throat> I kind of wanted to try medium format eight hundred speed ISO film handheld, which is not an yeah. easy thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> I all most of the shots were really br- blurry, but that's not the point. So I was just you know trying to fo- make you know shoot a photo in the middle of the street, and this guy walks up to me and like. Hey, what are you doing? This is my business, and like, I wasn't even shooting at his business, Mm -hmm. and I was like, so this these guys were like here, and I was shooting this way, and he was like, you know, show me, show me, show me the photo, and I was like, this is a film camera, I can't show you the film, yeah, and that was that was a little crazy stuff, but it didn't went, nobody called police or anything, and he understood what was what was the film eventually, so.
1: Yeah. I think people just don't get it. You know, they think you're um, doing some kind of surveillance on their business yeah. or their house or something. And it's like, no, I, the lighting just looked nice. And I just wanted a picture.
0: Yeah. It's just, people don't, don't really understand whenever you're taking a photo, like, Hey, what's up? What's, what are you take? Why are you taking a photo of like laundromat? What are you doing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's. I think it's, that people just assume the worst sometimes. I mean, yeah, I've, Uh, I talked to one, I talked to somebody one time and they said that they've been put on like neighborhood watch lists and stuff. Really? You know, they're just one of those people that walks around and takes pictures of random neighborhoods and stuff. And I guess some people thought it was like kind of sketchy. So yeah, that's never happened to me or Caleb as far as I know. Mm. But, um, yeah, we've definitely had people question us and come up to us and so on and so forth. It gets pretty old pretty fast. (laughs) It
0: really does. Thank goodness I had didn't had any crazier experience than, other than that but yeah so my next question um mm-hmm. I think you will remember this question as well what would you class classify your photography as a lands, landscape lifestyle pornographic
1: I think you know the answer to that one. Pornographic. <laughs> yeah, definitely pornographic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if you knew what I did with those photos, let's just say... Let's just keep it at... Yeah, pornographic for sure. Yes,
0: pornographic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, so my personal thought about your f- photography is that you're ins- heavily inspired by... um, Ella, uh, No, no, no. What, what was his name? George. Edward, Hop- Edward Hopper. Oh, yeah. Edward yeah. Hopper. And I did buy um a copy of it uh, not the, not the original book but the slimmer version which didn't cost me that much and i saw the photos and i kind of like realized that where you got the inspiration from do you so my main question is you shoot a lot like in 30 you shoot 35 mil you shoot panoramic you shoot you know 6x7 you know 4x5 8x10 all these different formats how do you keep like your consistent um composition a consistent vision vision with different yes formats mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's a good question i think really the only the tricky one is really large format have you shot large format nope any interest
0: uh, that's uh i need to discuss with my wife <laughs> yeah
1: got it say no more mm-hmm. um Yeah, uh, the tricky thing is with large format, I think um, with 35 and 120, um, I don't know, you can kind of just see you see something and you can kind of move around a little bit and find the angle a little easier, obviously, with four by five and eight by 10 and 30 by 36, if you wanted to shoot that or whatever that is, um, you kind of are locked into like one angle for the most part you can set up the camera and move it around a little bit. It just takes a really long time and it becomes like this really tedious thing and, you know, you're lowering or raising the tripod and checking your work and so on and so forth. It takes a really long time to just take one photo. Whereas 35 and 120, you can kind of just go click to the next one and forget about the last one and kind of just stay in this this groove and hopefully improve. Um, how do I do it? I... I don't know. I think I just hope for the best with four by five and eight by 10. Um, yeah, I think every once in a while, I just need to look at some work that inspires me and realize the bare bones basics of like, what is in that work that I truly love, you know, with Edward Hopper, it's always changing, but it's always the same too, uh, to some degree. It's lighting, scale, and uh, like a interesting subject. I think, and so if I can accomplish those three things, just regardless of the format, then I think uh, it's a good shot. I nailed it, which rarely ever happens. Maybe <laughs> once a decade.
0: Dude, I got. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna say it, but your shots are fire. And thanks, man. I. I no, no problem. I mean, I I look look at your Instagram and your your photos are just if even if, if it's a part like you know your friends in the shots or you know it's just a landscape or your traditional shots. I just, I just always love them. There's um I don't know. I can identify your photos like as soon as like as soon as I see them. That's, oh, uh, good. That's,
1: I mean, that's the goal, right? That's everyone's yeah, dream.
0: Yeah, that's everyone's dream for sure. I yeah. just. Don't, I don't think I have a cheap that would, even with my digital and that's the problem, man, some of my friends do identify my photos as soon as they see them, <clears throat> but it's like, there are so many other photographers who are shooting the similar theme or sh- similar subjects. And it's kind of hard to uh, kind of like make yourself a little bit more different within.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't actively focus on it. I mean. You're, I think you're probably the first person to tell me like that you can distinguish my work from other people's. So like, I don't know. It, it's something that just comes as you like practice more and develop your style. It's not really something you should be actively working towards. Probably. Probably I don't
0: know. not I mean, my style yeah. has changed over time. Um, I used to defry photos a lot back in the days, so like two years ago. Like, what do you mean? Um, just
1: b- bump the contrast to a hundred? Oh,
0: yeah. And like yeah. just color grade the shit out of it, and then like throw in yeah. the Photoshop, come back to Lightroom, throw again in the Photoshop, come back. Hey man.
1: We were all young once, you know.
0: We were. <laughs> Have you ever de- think- defrauded your film photos? Uh,
1: no, not film. Definitely digital. Mm. Uh, I kind of hold my film photos as like being really sacred. I try not to mess with them too much once I. Scan them, you know. Mm. If I can avoid it, I want the colors and the grain and just everything to be as it as it is. I guess mm. I do mess with the contrast uh, sometimes to get it to get it to sit right. But mm. no, you mean like deep fry, like uh, those old memes where they just like do some crazy like contrast high pass, bang, oh, yeah. and find edges or something. <laughs> you can barely even tell <laughs> what the photo is. I don't think i've done that
0: mm. yeah there's there's <laughs> a content for you deep frying my, pho- my photos <laughs> yeah <laughs> what would you do it
1: i i don't know about deep frying i heard about a uh, photographer that took some aerochrome back in the day and uh he boiled it oh yeah he i heard about it. it yeah yeah it was for an album cover and so i think i would try that but Air chrome's what $300 a roll, so Yeah, it's too expensive. Maybe not the maybe not the best idea. Yeah,
0: not really. If you're bo- bo- trying to boil like $300 film uh,
1: yeah.
2: I
0: would just spend that yeah. money on like sneaker or something. I I've a, I have a sne- <laughs> another thing, I have a sneaker problem right now. I have like oh, yeah. five sneakers right now in my clo- in my my vault right there.
1: 5 that's not too bad. Yeah, it's, a, it's not
0: bad, but it that, it's just beginning. That's the problem. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah is this a recent thing. You just started?
0: Yeah, I was like I got a Yeezy 700 series as a gift from my mm. um wife and my mother-in-law. And since then I've been like actively looking for like a cool sneaker. Just like I did with my um lens collection. So, yeah. I I primarily shoot on digital, but all my um lenses that i bought are you know like from film camera yeah so i've been like collecting lenses like left and right you know like um soviet old soviet lenses like like pentachrome and pentacon i think it was pentacon pentacon and um jupiter lenses and of course helios i got but not just regular one i got it uh, modified to a um uh, what was it? Anamorphic. Like, anamorphic, yes. Yeah. For cinema, cinema cameras and stuff like that. But I wanted to try to shoot with shoot that with like um on a on a on a like a did on a still shot shot.
1: If that makes sense. Oh, like a film camera? Yeah. Or yeah. like a digital, D- digital, digital still photography. mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, have you tried all your vintage lenses on digital before?
0: Oh, mm, I mean. I, Everything that I have, yeah, I definitely tried everything.
1: Are there any that have some, like, cool characteristics that you really like above the others
0: mm. on digital? Sinistil definitely takes a cake. Um, Petacon, 135. I have the 135 F2.8. And that okay. one has some crazy, um, not crazy as Helios, but it's, it de- it's definitely really smooth, nice and smooth. Um, but I think Helios really definitely takes the cake.
1: Oh, word. Yeah. yeah. I shoot all my videos with an old uh Takumar 35 millimeter lens on digital and it just looks so nice, I think. It's got this r- like really rich contrasty characteristic to it and uh mm. it's got some like edge chroma and stuff too. It's just or let sorry, edge coma. Nice coma. <laughs> yeah, and it just I think it just looks amazing. I love pixel peeping it and uh so on and so forth. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um so, up to, I guess it's up. up okay, get to the next question. So, with the uh, with the film price going sky freaking high,
1: any yeah. a, any thoughts? Um, time to shoot black and white, I guess. Yeah, right. black and white.
0: <laughs> I mean, um, how's the black and white film prices over there?
1: It's not too bad. I think I bought a bunch of rolls of HB five for like eight bucks a roll so it's not it's definitely better than color negative but it's still not like the best i think that there's there's still black and white film you can find on the internet that's like probably like five or six bucks a roll somewhere um
0: yeah i think we do have the the lab that i go today always have this like stock of like um i forgot the brand um actually, is it arista uh let me check i actually do have them right now <clears throat> got um what is this pan 100 kentmere oh, kentmere yes yeah yeah kentmere right there
1: yeah they uh they're pretty cheap too over yeah. here
0: kentmere is pretty cheap i've been shooting kentmere a little bit and um also our film lab sells like um not really like badly expired films, but new expired films for mm-hmm. a little bit cheaper. So I usually buy that. And Oh, nice. The funny thing is, uh, I, think, um, I just realized that I, most of my film shots are expired films. Oh, okay. Almost like 90% of them are expired films, except for medium format ones.
1: Expired films that you buy from your lab? No. So no. I, I
0: have to tell you a story. So um, there's a thing called film, expired, expired film hunting. So what that mm-hmm. is, you drive around outside of main like the big cities, and you drive around the countryside, and you stop by every single like possible supermarket that you can you could possibly find, oh, and gotcha. ask them to uh, ask them if they have any film film stocks left, and yeah. and my parents where my parents live, I mm-hmm. borrowed their cars and I just drove around drove around town outside of town, and I found around like 20, 30 rolls of films so, like total before yeah. I finished the day, but just before the end, I went to this super, like, convenience store, not even a supermarket and I asked them if they have any films and interestingly they, they had um, Kodak Gold 100, uh-huh. 200 I think that was expired yeah. around like 10 years or so yeah. and then she was on the, the cashier, the lady was saying oh, you should go to this, um, diff- this other um, su- uh, uh, supermarket, um, I don't know why why she mentioned it but she called the call the boss of the place and told 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 him that i was coming i went there yeah and when i I got there i was like i was asking hey i heard you guys have some expired film rolls um can i buy some and they were like do you have a car oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah do you have a car and i was like i can um i can i can bring one yeah what's up so I brought the car I brought bought the car uh, and um, they took me to this uh, warehouse that they have and in the corner there's like piles of piles of expired 35 mm cameras just sitting there with just dust dust on top of it and it's nice and nice and dark, no sunlight.
1: Thirty-five millimeter cameras or just rolls? Fill, rolls. Oh, okay. And
0: yeah. I, I bought everything for 70 bucks. 70 bucks. I didn't even count them. I didn't even count them. So it was like before, like no. I mean, it was kind of like in the middle of the price, like going going up. Yeah, Yeah, price boom. So I was like, I'll just take it, seventy bucks for this amount of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I bought it. Brought brought it back home. I counted everything. Every single like roll, and it was the total was like two hundred eighty something.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. How, like, did, what are, the, what are the expiration dates on everything? Is it pretty recent?
0: It was, like, 2007, most of it. Okay. Have so you,
1: and so you shot some of it, and it's come out fine?
0: I shot mo- uh, more than half of it.
1: You shot? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. That's, a, that's the kind of thing you always hear about, but, like, never actually happens to you, you know? Yeah. It
0: happened to me, luckily.
1: Nice, dude. That's
0: cool. It was really cool. You should definitely do try like, um, film expired film hunting.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Every time I cruise through some small town nowadays, Mm. um, I always check their like local thrift store and Mm. so on and so forth. I mean, I think more or less (laughs) we're looking for like, you know, a five dollar Leica or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or five dollar X Pan. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be pretty tight. (laughs) Yeah. Right uh but yeah it's um stuff like that's becoming harder and harder to find especially because people nowadays i think the general public's just kind of aware that like film is kind of resurging just like Mm -hmm. vinyl um so i think more and more people are aware of it and less likely to just give it away for you know 70 dollars or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah so
0: yeah eh. it's pretty impossible I'm still yeah. wondering how you got the um, T- uh, Fuji TX-1 for 5 bucks at the thr- thrift store.
1: <laughs> it was easy. I just paid him $5. God damn it.
0: <laughs> damn.
1: <clears throat> Have you ever used the X-Pan?
0: Never seen one.
1: Oh, you've never even ever. seen one in real never life? Never
0: touched one ever in my life.
1: Yeah. Have you always wanted one?
0: I, uh, I do. I still want them. Yeah. I mean... The thing that I um, my, my style, I mm-hmm. if you, if you put it that way, I'm trying. I lean heavily towards like um quote unquote cinematic. Yeah. I and can see that yeah, so I'm like, how do I how do I shoot these kind of like in just uh without like any post like post processing like just raw. Um, oh, gotcha. Like yeah like you know kind of like tx1 or you know, those like s- panoramic like aspect ratio yeah because if you shoot just shoot it on like regular dig- digital camera to crop it pretty heavily and
1: yeah and there's like usually not frame lines for no like, panoramic is there yeah
0: so that's the that's the problem but i just really wanted like to shoot panoramic on a camera without any without like modifying or anything. I did, yeah. I did shot the um, kind of panoramic, but RZ67, RZ I printed out a adapter that oh, you can yeah. like um, load like a 35 mil camera, but there's like a couple of like tricks I need to follow to do actually, actually you, you need like a dark bag to like unload the film and everything. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's
0: kind of a hassle, but
1: Yeah, I can see that. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is, it is a hassle like, when you shoot like 35 shots and 36 shots, you have to like put it in your backpack or something like that and like
1: take and, it home and, and unload it or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Take it home. And it's, it's pretty, pretty hectic.
1: That's, yeah. That was kind of what, uh, that was the problem. There's no like, there's no real easy solution to shoot panoramic in 35. I think the best I've seen is the, like the pano kit for the Mamiya seven. Okay. Um it's not bad. You get the like frame lines. Obviously Mamiya glass is like super sharp and really nice. I think it's even wider than the X Pan too. Oh wow. Possibly. Um but you need a whole like you know attachment set up and all sorts of parts and everything and uh you know you forget one part or something and forget it, you know. You can't you mm. can't shoot it. So yeah, I don't know. The X-Pan is definitely good for that kind of thing. I'm just kind of surprised no one ever made, yeah like, it's knockoffs. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, knockoff Leicas out the ass everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But no knockoff X-Pans anywhere.
0: Yeah, people are just not really expecting it to, people yeah, to, well, like, I use kinda
1: it. Yeah, I kind of wonder how popular it actually was when it first came out. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I mean, I guess it wasn't really popular because, like, the price wasn't that expensive compared to like what it really like what it was when it came out originally so people just didn't really saw it oh your camera just went out
1: oh no what happened
2: i wonder if it just
1: you still
0: hear me yeah yeah yeah, I i still hear you
1: Uh, I might have overheated. It's pretty hot here, oh, was it? Yeah, we usually have fans running, but I didn't wanna mess up the audio too bad. uh okay, well, we'll see if it does it again
0: All right. i mean if if you if we can't do the the video, we can still do like the audio, yeah, it's turning off, yeah, yeah, I guess we can just do the audio, okay, yeah. Um,
1: I'll see if I can turn it back on, but all right. I think maybe recording it, recording is having it, is making it overheat. Yep. Oof. Yeah, it's on fire.
0: Oh no.
2: Okay. For sure. What were we
1: talking about?
0: Um, X-Pen, yeah. x oh, yeah. and TX1.
1: Is that like your, uh, that's your dream camera, I'm guessing. Yeah. You'll be yeah. done with all cameras ever once you get that camera. God
0: you're <laughs> making this this is not a good financial device for sure no like how much is it like four thousand dollars
1: i don't know it's probably too much for what it for what it is yeah right yeah i think i got mine i got mine in 2020
0: and uh oh turned up and turned off again
1: yeah <sighs> hmm Maybe I'll just let it cool off for a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. We can just do the audio for a little bit Yeah, and okay. turn it back on whenever you feel like it.
1: Yeah. It's just kind of hot as balls in here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once I get the camera, I'll just shoot that thing all day until it dies off. Um, the, the problem is both of them, both of them are electronic, right?
1: Yeah, the TX one and the X are both electronic. Unfortunately, mm. yeah, I think i I made a comment about it in one of my videos, but it's like every time it acts up, even just a little bit, you're you get you get so scared that you know this is it, it's gonna die, mm. it's gonna die right now, just because it's not winding the film or something, and it's, it just turns out to be some weird quirk the camera has and. You know, you just didn't read the manual because who has time for that, you know?
0: Mm, not a reason, reason manual. Yeah. <laughs> the only time that I read manual for a camera was uh, my, my dad's um uh digital eight the VHS one, VHS camera. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't had any, I, I, I mean, I had idea of like how to control like basic functions, but I, except for that, I was like, what is this thing? I don't know how to do it. Yeah Camcorders, man
1: Yeah Back in the day
0: Yeah, back in the days, man So um, since like you began film photography, what has changed um, so far? Like your style or the way you look at the, look at the world or um, your, your equi- equipments or what else changed?
1: Since I started, yeah, I definitely look at the world differently. I think anybody who starts photography probably looks at the world a lot differently, you know? I'm sure, like, if you're out at night, you're looking for cool signs or, like, the light. You're looking for an interesting subject. I I mean, I've been in several situations where I am sitting with my camera on, like, a road trip or something, and I, I like, can't keep a conversation going because, like, the light is really good, and I'm just kind of... um you know, sidetracked just thinking, Oh, well, this would be a good shot. Oh, so would that, I wonder how I would shoot this, you know, that kind of thing. And meanwhile, someone's trying to talk to me and it's like, it's just one train, like one train of thought. Mm. And I think (laughs) it's become kind of a problem lately, unfortunately, but yeah, you're always in like photography brain and you're always like ready to shoot the next shot and so on and so forth. Yeah. But, uh, gear wise, I think the only thing that's changed is now I'm aware of how like a lot of cameras are built mm. and I try not to buy electronic cameras because for the most part, there's like no hope for them. You know, once they yeah. die, it's, they just die. And,
0: uh, it re- replace a whole, like the electronic part or just throw it yeah. to the garbage.
1: You might as well just get a, a whole new one and hope it lasts a while. So yeah. me- mechanical cameras are a little bit different. Like. I'd say electronic cameras are more accurate. Like your shutter speed will probably stay accurate longer, but mechanical cameras over time will wear and they just need more CLA's. But theoretically, you know, as long as you don't run it over with your car, it's, yeah, pretty <laughs> it's much. good to go, you know?
0: Yeah. It's good to go pretty much.
1: Yeah. What about you? I mean, you've been doing photography for a long time too.
0: Um, uh, my gear, I definitely bought too many vintage lenses for sure. Yeah. Um, I have seven lenses total and only two of them are digital.
2: Mm.
0: And, um, I bought RZ67. Um, I haven't bought another lens for it. But I'm planning on buying Prison Finder because Waste, waste Level Finder is not really good for portrait portrait shoots. And I just don't want to, like, look down or, like, put my camera up like this oh, and yeah. just look down. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Or,
1: that's what I hated about the the Hasselblad for a long time. It was uh, if I wanted to take vertical shots because I had a six four five back, you had to like put it on its side, and mm-hmm. like the dimensions of everything just got warped and were reversed and upside down and so on and so forth. You have it's, to look at like
0: this, and your lens is like pointing yeah. that way. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just Everyone's so weird. Everyone's like, "What weird. the hell is that guy doing?" Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. So you try oh. and
1: stay away from that now. Yeah. I'm,
0: yeah, I'm trying to buy a prism finder and just wide wider lenses. I heard there there's like a 50mm lens um f4 f3 something. And I haven't really done a lot of research about it, but last it, time when I yeah.
1: Is it for the RZ or RB? RZ. RZ. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: But I'm debating if I should buy RB as a backup whenever it breaks down. That's that's the thing.
1: Are you absolutely just in love with the R R Z six seven?
0: Pretty much.
1: Yeah, you can never see yourself selling it. Nope. Don't even want to let anyone borrow it ever. Mm mm Don't want to be away from it for more than five minutes. Mm mm. I get it, man.
0: Yeah, that's a good camera. The shutter, want- ju- the shutter noise is like the a like absolute best part of yeah. the camera. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love uh winding it too. It's like really satisfying. I don't know, just like, pushing down this lever. Yeah, yeah, you feel like you're doing something you feel like you're doing something important. I don't know what that is though.
0: Yeah, like and whenever you're like shooting on the street, people just like
1: kind of like yeah. look
0: at it and like what 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 that guy doing? See, is yeah. it like a I'm well, like
1: photographer or somebody what, what, what? Yeah.
0: Uh no, I'm just doing just shooting films, man. Don't yeah. don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you carry that thing around the streets and shoot yes. with it? I do. Are you jacked? How many push-ups can you do?
0: Um, probably three, three and a half. Uh, you probably do
1: more than that if you're <laughs> yeah. carrying the RZ around. Goddamn.
0: Yeah, it's really heavy. I mean, you carry you carry Pentax Six Seven all the time, though.
1: Yeah, but you can kind of do that with one hand pretty easily and trade it mm. off. Like you can with the RZ too, but it's just so big. It's like that's a two hander for sure. It's a I two-hander. shot with it. I shot it with it for half of a day, and the next day my arms were sore. Like, oh yeah. It's. Well, I was using like the heavy ass prism and.
0: Oh um, yeah, it gets even everything.
1: heavier. Yeah. So, but I, I'm also pretty weak, so that would be a a, a potential issue. But yeah, <laughs> like I I don't know how people just walk around with that. The Pentax is like a walk in the park comparatively.
0: Pretty much. I mean, because you cause there's you can buy this wooden handle and you just attach it to the side and walk yeah. around with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's really the lenses on the Pentax that are heavy, too. And I think a lot of their newer, the newer lenses they did for the 672 and so on and so forth are a lot lighter. So mm. you can kind of, you can use the Pentax 67, you can build a lighter setup for that if that's something you're interested in.
0: I mean, the problem is I want to buy Pentax 67 as well, then that's no problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cameras I want to buy. Um, I mean, the... Rattle them off, let's hear it. So there's RB. I mean, I want to buy, buy the RB as right. a as a backup. There's a um, Hasselblad, ha, ha, has a um C, mm-hmm. which which you have. Yeah, And I'm, love I it. was like, I was super jelly when you showed off. I was like,
1: God damn it, Jason. Yeah, I love that camera. That camera's gonna be buried with me one day.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh okay. Speaking of burying it in one day, what which camera would you bring to your grave? When you when you can only pick one camera.
1: Probably the Leica M6. Leica M6. Yeah. Have you ever used one?
0: Nope. Never touched a Leica before.
1: Yeah. Keep it that way. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once you do, you'll be like, ah, uh, oh, shit. I need one of these.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. mm Yeah. The Leica M6. I I didn't really want to buy into all the hype with it. But as soon as I got one, as soon as I started shooting with it, I just fell in love with the photos and it's just such a nice workflow that it just works. I get I get why it's so popular now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I think that camera and I have a very strong bond that is unbreakable.
0: I see. I see. Even stronger than Mitten Baxter?
1: No, nothing stronger than me and Baxter. I see. Yeah. I see. So what are, What are some of the other cameras you want? Um,
0: TX1 for sure.
1: You want the TX1, not the X-Pan?
0: Either one of them mm. will be fine. I mean, honestly, they're the, basically the same camera. But but Hazablad. I mean, the name has a blad comes a lot and speaks speak a lot, sure. But either one of them will be fine. Mm. And I want the uh what was it? Buttwiser can film camera. <laughs> that thing is just stupid. I I, I went to eBay. To kind of like figure out how much that, co- that thing cost it was like i don't rem- i don't remember if i if it, I, i'm i not sure if it's correct but i th- think i saw it like around like two thousand dollars
1: what yeah no no one should ever pay two thousand dollars for that camera that yeah. camera sucks dude i know it is like the worst <laughs> camera on the planet
0: but as a as a meme as like just for fun scene. oh gotcha i gotcha yeah, yeah. It's not on my top priority list, <laughs> but it's like if I see it at the thrift shop, I'm paying it. If they charge me hundred
1: you won't like any of the photos from that camera. I guarantee. Yeah, you. it's it's good for like parties. If you shoot a lot at like parties or just like you're going to a music festival or something like, and you want to just blend in, that's mm-hmm. the camera for you. But yeah, you're not gonna like any of the photos.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. For sure, and um, there's another camera that I, um, Ni- Was it? What was the one that you showed on the video? Was a um, Ni- Nikon F six or five?
1: Oh yeah, I used to have a Nikon F five.
0: F five, yeah. I'm not. I wasn't sure about the numbers. Yeah. Was it? They still make them, right?
1: Uh, no, they used to make. So there's an F six, and F6. for a long time they were still making those. But I think it was last year. Or maybe the year before that, they stopped. Oh, really? You can probably, in this day and age, still get a brand new one that's never been used. Mm. Probably. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. They were still making new film cameras. Nikon was. Yeah, Nikon. Um, They're crazy. But I had the version before that, which is the F5. F5. A lot bigger. A lot beefier. But those things are workhorses, man. They're total tanks.
0: Mm. Are they heavier than F6?
1: Yeah, I think
0: so. I see.
1: They're big, man. They're big, but they can do one eight thousandth of a second. That's kind of cool.
0: That is cool. I mean, I'm I'm not sure like what kind of situation would you shoot that in that that kind of speed, but <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Especially if you shoot dominantly at night, which it sounds like you do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Never, yeah. Never gonna do that. Never <laughs> gonna shoot one eight thousand of a second and and night, but this is, so. Yeah. Unless I push it like. 3,000 stops.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and even then, it would probably just be a black and white image somehow at the end of it. <laughs> Pretty
0: much. Um, what's your... Yeah, this is one on, on my one of my question lists. What's on, on your eBay shopping list right now?
1: I am not going to disclose that information. <laughs> because as soon as I say it, the prices are going to jump up. And Oof. it's going to be horrible. Oh, I actually, see. I'm kind of, it's funny you say that I'm kind of in this like mode of, I want to get rid of some cameras before oh, really? I acquire some more. Yeah. I've just got too many where I feel like I don't use all of them. Mm. I don't use them all as consistent consistently as I'd like. So, um, yeah, I think before I get any other cameras, I need to get rid of some, I think, okay. One camera that's on my wish list. I don't know if you've seen it. It's the uh, McDonald's fry camera. What? Yeah, it's a... Uh, they're hard to find. It's, they're crazy hard to find. It's yeah. a uh, 110 film camera. It shoots 110 film.
0: 110?
1: Yeah. So it's really small. Wow. But it's literally just, make, like, plastic McDonald's fries in, like, the cup or whatever. You take mm-hmm. pictures with it.
0: Wow. Yeah. So it's... with them that and Budweiser can film camera and you can just bring it to the party or like a yeah, concert oh yeah. just like should i'm not yeah. sure if you can get any good images with those with those but they're a pretty you good combo can't. i guess
1: no yeah you probably can't <laughs> yeah unless you like uh the character of them or whatever
0: yeah you have to be really i don't know bond with the camera and just get yeah. every every all the know all the all the details yeah um yeah so it kind of leads to the next question. It kind of it kind of makes sense, it makes sense for some reason. So, how many cameras do um? I heard a good photographer only needs one camera. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd you hear that from? Oh, uh, from one of your videos. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I have too many. I don't you know what the many. exact number is. It's all right there behind me. Um, I probably have like. Fifteen or sixteen. At this Fifteen. Point.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of cameras.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's impossible to use all of them consistently. You know. True. And but you're like, so,
0: but the, the 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 mindset of like you're like going to the eBay. Oh, this is cool. This is cool. Let me yeah. your shopping <laughs> list. Shopping list. And you just buy it and just like, yeah. oh god, I just can't believe I spent that much money on this film camera.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That was my life. That's been my life for the past 3 years now that it's like my job basically. So um yeah, just got too many. I need to I need to sell some for sure. Yeah. I it's going to be a tough decision choosing which ones stay and which ones go. You know what I mean?
2: Mhm.
0: For me, I'm it's it's not that hard cuz I have uh, four cameras right now. I have one digital and three of them are film. Oh. Yeah. So, um, Sony um A7 II, um, Minolta X700, um, Amiga RZ67 and Ryko FF90. And um, interesting thing about my um X700 is that um, so what well, well, I forgot the like the actual uh the the lens that it came with originally, over overseas not not in Korea. But with the models that was released in Korea, there's like a little, there, so on the, on the right-hand side of the X-700, there's NPS, mm. well, sign on there. But with the Korean models, they have th- three stars that resemble Samsung. Huh. Yeah. And there's the Samsung logo and on the lens itself, it says Samsung F 2.4. I have
1: 1.4. There's some fishy going on
0: yeah, some fishing business going on. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, it's the same lens, but just yeah. like the writing is different,
1: huh? yeah, I wonder why that is.
0: actually, I can tell you why because there there was some um some beef going on between Korea and Japan back in the days when like when they were importing Japanese goods because mm-hmm. of all the history stuff, which is pretty dark. But um, so to get into Korean market, they collaborated with um korean brand korean like um electronic makers like samsung or lg so they disguised as their brand when they were not really
1: oh gotcha so
0: people known as like samsung minolta which is like completely incorrect huh Yeah. yeah
1: yeah i guess that's interesting i wonder if that's like a gonna be a collector's item at some point you know it might be i think people love that kind of stuff you know yeah. a weirdly labeled version of stuff. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think... If you had to, like, only shoot with two cameras, what would they be, you know? If you had to dwindle your collection down to two cameras. Two cameras.
0: I can't get rid of my Alpha 7 II, that's for sure. Yeah. And, um... God, that's, that's a tough one. Because I use all the, all those like three different film cameras for different purposes and they mm-hmm. work they do their job pretty well yeah so ff90 i just shoot like um you know casual like our daily life mm-hmm. i've been shooting like 6 7 rolls of film before i mean um i'm going to sh- i'm going to keep on shooting until we move to what well, kind of like record our like history here to kind of like you know put on yeah. put on the books and you know leave as a record and my x100 i have a 50mm f1.4 okay. and i use it for um street like um uh what was the word um like you take you take pictures of like people like just walking by yeah street photography um but there's a different candid, candid. i use candid a lot of... i shoot a lot of candid with it
1: okay yeah
0: and it serves its purpose really well because it, I can. It's really nice. It's really sharp lens, and it goes down to f one point four, and it, it's just, it's just a really nice camera. Yeah. And with the um, for me a six um uh RZ r z six seven, I shoot really intentionally, like composition, and there's a lot of like work around it, and they all serve these purposes. But if I had to pick only one
1: within all of them yeah
0: probably yeah. rz because i paid a yeah. lot
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> paid like six one thousand six hundred dollars i think but the lens total but yeah. i never regretted it
1: yeah they're great cameras i mean yeah two cameras is is a pretty tough choice
0: it's a pretty tough choice what was what was your pick Let's uh, let, um let's not include um Leica M six because you're gonna definitely gonna pick it.
1: So I, okay, <laughs> I get to keep I get to keep the Leica M six regardless. Is that what you're saying? Regar-
0: reg- no 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 you, you, you don't get to keep Leica that's M6. one of my
1: that's one of my cameras then or no 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 okay no no <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're, Baxter Damn. just ate let's say Baxter just ate it.
1: Guess I'd keep my. Probably my eight by ten and my Hasselblad. Eight by ten
0: and Hass- Hasselblad.
1: Yeah, I would just 100%. live that slow life, you know, shooting large format all the time and mm. occasionally six four five.
0: I thought you were you're gonna pick Pentax six by seven or Mamiya seven.
1: No, I like mm. the Mamiya seven a lot, but uh. It's gonna
0: break down at some point.
1: It's gonna break. Mm. But you know what won't the Hassie.
0: No, it will too.
1: It will someday break too, but it's a little more fixable, I think. Mm. So I've been told.
0: You've been told. Yeah. Just bring that to the local fishy film camera a repair shop. <laughs> let's repair that crap. And all right, let's move on to the next vote. Um, question. Um, which I ha- I have like a bunch of questions I have on the list, but we didn't really touch on anything. <laughs> <laughs> but That's just, okay. We can do yeah. a speed round if you want. Yeah, I I mean, I'm
1: not in any rush to go anywhere.
0: Yeah, um so let's pick one. Uh mm. So, I guess this one we are you you already answered the quite um, the answer. I think in your one one of the Q&A videos that you filmed um back in the days you mentioned your that your favorite camera body and lens combo is Pentax 6x7 and Takumar 105 f2.4 does it still hold strong until now or does has it
1: changed I think it's changed
0: yeah
1: mm. um I, I can think hear probably...
0: Pentax and cry on the background yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't listen to this. It's okay. Um <laughs> I think my favorite combo is probably the Mamiya 7 with the 65 now. Mm. It's just so sharp. You know, corner to corner. Just such a incredibly sharp lens. The only thing I wish is that it wasn't an f4 at its fastest. Mm. But um whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. The 105 is gorgeous, though. I mean, yeah, 105 that is... lens is, is godly. mm Yeah.
0: Do you own... Um, by the way, do you own RZ67? Oh, you you do own one, right?
1: I don't have an RZ. Um, oh, you don't have an RZ? Okay. I have used Caleb's RZ67 in the past. It's not wow. even his, technically, but...
0: Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was his.
1: <laughs> it. I think it pretty much is at this point, but, yeah, he didn't. He's, oh. it's it's on like permanent loan i guess mm. lucky guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> so pretty much he got it for free
1: uh so far yeah it seems that way i see
0: have, have you ever shot with the 110 on the rz yeah
1: yeah that's the only lens i've uh, shot with on the rz it's God. gorgeous it's it a is. little too it's a little too tight cuz that's like a 55 right pretty much so, yeah, my go-to is, like, 35 millimeter or shorter. Mm. So, it was definitely... had to adapt. But, um, yeah, it's a beastly lens, man. That's up it there is. with the uh, Pentax 105, I think.
0: I see. Pentax... yeah, 105 is... I want to try that camera combo, um, as well, because... I just... It just... I, I don't know, I really get in love with like very really like technical looking design like terrible ergonomics but it looks yeah. <laughs> like it's made to do what what it's supposed to do you know yeah i love those kind of cameras that looks terrible to handle but it's just satisfies like whenever you just push a button huge mirror just flipping but like yeah <sharp> well
1: it's the same thing in the rz right there's a huge mirror in there that's
0: hmm
1: actuating yeah mm-hmm it yeah, doesn't I
0: mean, go back down so that's a, that's a little bit better thing oh. about yeah so you have to when you wind the film again it goes back down when you do that gotcha it just only goes up and never go, rem, comes down when you rewind the film yeah 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 that's the difference between Pentax 67 and RC67 6, i think
1: yeah there's a few differences for sure but yeah, I that's mean, one, yeah, of one of them yeah <laughs> i mean
0: i mean that's what i what the mirror side of, yeah. yeah 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 um so um the next question is um, what's your favorite film um photo that you took in 2020 i uh, mean 2022 so far
2: um i took this photo
1: of my car up in the mountains your lexus a, no it was a uh my forerunner Oh okay. and uh, the lighting was just really nice and I took it on Kodak Gold and uh, mm. when I scanned it and inverted it it just turned out really brown and it's just a really really nice color I don't know mm. for some reason that one pops in my head um, the most I think that's one, one that I'm most proud of it hasn't uh, been in a video yet but hopefully soon mm.
0: Would it be possible if we share that on our podcast? Yeah,
1: yeah that's fine. I'll send it all to right. you afterwards if you're, if I all really right. want to. I mean,
0: it's gonna take some time for me to, um, edit all the video, uh, all the vo- voice files and stuff like that, but we'll definitely yeah. share, share. Um, also send me some of your favorite shots that you want to share as well. Yeah. You we can put it on the website.
1: Okay. Yeah. Just remind me.
0: Yep. Yeah, will do. Just write it down somewhere. And this is a little side question. Am I allowed to visit your um, funeral? Since I've watched your Aerochrome video, <laughs> <laughs>
1: are you allowed to come to my funeral? If, yes. Uh, um, yeah, you can be. You'd be invited. Yeah. Alright.
0: What can what camera and film film should I bring to your funeral?
1: Um, Lomo Purple. Lomo Purple yeah make it look like a party you know what i mean all right there'll definitely be like an open bar and a dance floor probably
0: <laughs> would you play the shrek theme theme song all the time
1: if if enough people requested it yeah sure nice. right i'll see I'll, why not.
0: I'll request that for sure <laughs> yeah um also another question is that um, um you post a video about a um Hasselblad as like as a whole like why it's so expensive like the Apollo, Apollo missions and things like that. And uh, I, yeah. and after watching that video, I was like, how this guy knows all these stuff. And I was really interested in like Hasselblad. I got, I got really interested in Hasselblad as, as a whole. And yeah. with that video, I got really interested in just film photography itself. And how, like, did you learn uh, along the way as you learn film photography? Or did you ha- had to like research like bunch of like stuff?
1: Are you talking about that specific video? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for that specific video, I think um, I came across a thread on Reddit that basically broke it all down and it didn't include every detail, but I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. I guess. Yeah. It makes sense that they shot film on the moon. There was no digital back then, but I never really put two and two together. So I kind of went from there and did a bunch of like independent research and um, tried to find as much as I possibly could. I think. The NASA website was, like, pretty helpful, but it also left out a lot of details. And, mm. you know, it's funny. Um, I've had a few people hit me up because they worked on, like, side projects with people that worked on those original Apollo missions. And they gave me, like, a little bit of insight as to how, like, those cameras worked. Um, wow. Because they had worked with people who talked about it, you know, back in the day. Um, so I kind of wish I could, like, amend that video and just add more. Information now that I know more about kind of how mm. they pulled it off. It's that's one of the beautiful things about social media is you know people can see that and they have the answers you're looking for and they'll give them to you. And um, definitely, you can kind of like com- communally collaborate on something like that. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You never know like what's gonna happen when you post something on like Reddit or for for or anything pretty much.
1: Yeah, you never know. That's pretty damn true.
0: It is. Mm. Oh, let me uh, look at the question list again. So, okay, this is, uh... I, I should have asked this question earlier, but what's your, um, most hated camera and lens combo? Or just most hated camera of all time?
1: That you paid? Uh... Probably the Nishika N8000.
0: Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like that four Matrix-looking camera. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Yeah, you clearly said um, it's not even worth that money.
1: Yeah, it's really not. I mean, the thing that sucks about it the most is like you can get through an entire roll, but then when you get all your photos back, you have to line them all up and put them together in sequence and create GIFs from all of them. And that just takes like way longer than it takes to actually shoot the roll. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's a lot of post-production for a camera that, um, isn't really that good. You know, every time you wind it, you feel like the thing's going to break in half and yeah. so on and so forth. It's Don't get of, like, me wrong. Really... The results are like really cool. You know, it's cool that you can see something in 3d like that, but it's just a pain in the ass to get there. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you you scan your films by on your like, by yourself, right?
1: Yeah, I do it all myself, yeah.
0: Was it an Epson V700?
1: Yeah, that's what I started off with. Um, or actually I think I started off with the Epson 550 or something like that. And then I upgraded to the 700 for 8x10, and then I realized that I wasn't really happy with flatbed scanners, so I got a um this scanner called the XAS which um, only scans 35, but it does it beautifully. And then kind of from there, I moved into DSLR scanning because you have more control. And But, you know, more control means you can also mess it up a lot easier too.
0: That is true. Yeah. More, more control do? means a lot more work as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. What about you? What do you do? How do you scan your stuff?
0: I uh, just um, let my um, filthy lab just handle okay. everything. We'll yeah. Take, like putting their filthy hands on my, camera, <laughs> all, on my all, all my films
1: <laughs> yeah do you do you know if they have like a what kind of scanner they have
0: um i think uh, so mainly if you um leave your film film at the film lab here um i i don't rec- i do not recommend to go to like local um like a like a local studio Mm Because they will send it to some other studio that they they have like scanners, but they're like really outdated and really old, so it's not really trustworthy. Yeah, it could your your scan your film like could be scan like um uh scratched or and stuff like that, so it's really not a good move. So I usually throw them to to, two main um, labs that I go to. And they all they have Fuji, um, Fuji scanner and no- Noritsu scanner, and I oh, okay. think, um, not um they also do have a Kodak scanner if I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh, I wonder what the Kodak scanner is. Is it like a pack on maybe?
0: Um, it's like this machine. Like you hook up the computer, huh. and it's like pretty. It's pretty big. Like but almost like my.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's a pack on. <laughs> I Wonder yeah, what that, that is. That's yeah, I have no cool. idea what.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't really. I'm, I don't really have that much insight with the scanners mm. in the first place So I just get what they give me I'll, yeah. I always go I always go for a Noris scanner Because it's been giving me consistent results And Fuji, they don't really have that much options with the Fuji Like for example, you can't get like TIFF or TIFF files or anything like that But the Norisu scanner, they, they have like a lot more control I think Huh yeah so i don't I don't know i haven't really talked to talked to like lab owners um my cat's lunch time. They just run,
1: yeah, I saw them just dart behind you,
0: yeah, I was just like
1: say like he loves food as much as my dog does,
0: oh yeah, they do, yeah, they would just you know what's funny? They wake me up at like six o'clock, like dead on. they just like sit on top of me and just, like, meow, yeah, <laughs> they just scream and I never thought this would be a problem when I when um we started to have cats, but kind of became one.
1: Hey, it keeps you on a schedule, right? Yep, It's, it's Like do. boot camp. It's like cat it boot like a, camp.
0: It is like a pet cat boot camp, for sure. <laughs> but what were we talking about? The oh, scanners, right? Yeah. So um I also wanted wanted to do a scan myself. Um have not really done any scanning by myself. Which scanner would you recommend for a beginner um film scanner like
1: oh the camera turned off again yep um, a good camera for a beginner or uh, sorry, a good scanner it's- for a beginner mm-hmm. the uh prime film x a s well uh the only problem with that is it doesn't do one twenty does mm. it only does thirty five but it does a really really good job um I see. If you play with the settings a little bit, I, yeah, Yeah. I'd say that, but it's like, it's also like $500. So I don't know if uh, that's maybe not a good beginner scanner Mm. thing. If you have a DSLR camera, you can probably Mm. set up a really rudimentary way of scanning your negatives. You just need a light pad to put underneath it and, um, uh, like a critical, yeah, some sort of copy stand. Copy Um, stand. You could probably build one yourself if you Mm. wanted. And then um yeah which I mean, lens
0: do, would you need to scan a film?
1: Uh I think a macro like focal oh, a macro, okay. Yeah, yeah, so you can get close up and fill the frame. Mm. Um Yeah, so I've been using a uh, like an enlarger lens lately yes. and I've been getting pretty good uh good results. But um mm. that requires like a separate like bellows racking system and you know the whole shebang yeah. so um, yeah that's, that's not really it's not really good for beginners i don't think
0: yeah just get a macro lens and a and a sand and a light bed pretty much yeah got it all right um another interesting question that i have for you sure is that um test for shooting film at night the that video remember that one yeah i do yeah so yeah. with that video um you 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 got a picture of George M- Munsey from Negative Feedback on your computer background hugging a hot dog. Go on. <laughs> What's up with that? Um <laughs> How do I, I explain like, that? <laughs> yeah, I was like going I was like going through your videos and I was like, "Wait, hold on. That's that's George Munsey from Negative Feedback. What in a hot dog?
1: Yeah, I don't.
0: <laughs> you didn't. We didn't expect this one, right?
1: Yeah, I didn't. Um, I don't really know if there is an explanation for that one. <laughs> just for funsie. Just uh, it's just there.
0: I see. Uh, um, yeah, this that, that was a funny funny part, but um, yeah. actual question part is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the you recommended Sinestro 800T um for night photography. Um, but you would you still recommend Sinistil 800T or would you? Uh, is there any other film that you found that is, um, interesting other than Cinestyle?
1: Uh, for night stuff specifically, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it's still Cinestyle 800T for me. That's pretty so- much what I use when, whenever I shoot night stuff. Mm. Like, that's pretty much all that I will use. Um, I've been getting into, uh, um, what do you call it? Like a uh, motion picture stock, like Vision 3 stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you ever shot that?
0: Um, I've shot once, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, it looks really nice, especially like 500T at night. Looks really nice mm. and clean. But, um, it's it's a real like pain in the ass to get it developed. Um, yeah, that's the thing.
0: The really good thing about Koreans, uh, the labs that I go to is that... Our labs, they process motion picture films.
1: Oh, what? That's awesome! Yeah, they do. I wish we like, had that over here.
0: Yeah, they do all like. There's two in Seoul, not that far from where I'm gonna live. Yeah. So I can just go there and like just drop them. They 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 sell a Vision 300T, uh, Vision three five hundred T. Um, yeah. just in in their in their shop, just it's like hand rolled. So you can just shoot that, or you can just buy them online. It's not that expensive.
1: Dude, that's awesome! I wish they yeah. had that. Here, man, I'd be shooting that all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can. I mean, if you shot like a bunch of like Vision Five and Vision Three, and if you need to like process them, just ship them over.
1: Yeah, there's a spot in the U.S. that's opening up that will do it for you. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I think it's in like Missouri or or Kansas or something. But mm. um, gonna try them out for a little bit. Because yeah. that'd be that'd be pretty cool. I know that like Kodak outputs a lot of motion picture film they probably output more motion picture film than actual like still photography film so Mm. i think that there's like plenty of it going around you know oh yeah
0: and also another thing the film film um, processing fee and the scanning fee is pretty much the same as other black and white um, black and white and color negative it's not really like expensive more expensive or, or the other
1: yeah, do your labs have, um, is it just for 35 or do they have any 120 motion picture?
0: I don't think they do have 120 motion picture.
1: Yeah, that stuff's hard to find.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've seen a couple on eBay. I was like, do I buy it? Do I don't buy it? I don't know. I'm not sure if I can scan it. I, like, any labs that's, like, process and scan yeah. it for you. That that's was, that's point. the biggest part. Yeah.
1: Yeah, processing is the tough one. I just shot a roll of 250D. Here um in 120. So hoping to make a video on it someday. Yeah. And yeah,
0: D doesn't stand for that thing. Doesn't, it doesn't stand, stand for D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. yeah, daylight, not D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh my god. And oh yeah, let me let me ask this, this question because I watched the um one of the videos that you recently posted so ed what that stands for i have no idea you have no idea what were you thinking i don't
1: i have no idea what it actually stands for but uh it definitely has another thing it stands for in the medical in the medical world i guess
0: yeah i was like when i was watching that video um you were saying it's not it's not that thing guys yeah (laughs) and i was like electro Mm, yeah. Something. <laughs> something with D. <laughs> I'll
1: let you uh, figure it out on your own.
0: Yeah, just do your research, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, sure.
0: Do your research. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So, I think we have very few questions left. Um. So, um, you're still really consistent with your YouTube channel and your photography, mm-hmm. and um, and do you have any zines coming out or? What's the future plan for, um, for yours, for yourself, like YouTube channel and everything.
1: The future plan. Um, I've got a couple different ideas like floating around there. I'm going to keep making videos. I'm kind of want to reduce the amount of videos I make, but make them longer. You know what mm. I mean? Or like more specialized projects. Um, we'll, we'll see I- if that actually happens.
0: I mean I really appreciate for your like production quality because like it's I've tried to um get that level of like production quality to my own video and it's nearly impossible. It's so or, much work, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the one thing pe- that people does not realize is that making a video on YouTube, man, it just takes like like shortest like a week week of like just editing like drawing yeah. different ideas and like you know clipping audios or something like that and just it's yeah. a lot of work and rendering if you're like for example if you're like working on um, after specs or anything it, rendering them out is something it takes like day or two maybe if it's like yeah. um, if it has like a lot of like um um um, motion those kind of stuff or yeah, grain yeah. if you if even if you just put like one grain filter, filter on top of it oh more. oh boy it's gonna take a lot more time than it's supposed to
1: like a reduced grain or something like that is that what you No, mean? add add grain oh just don't add grain just do it for real shoot real eight millimeter <laughs> shoot real 16 millimeter
0: oh god that's gonna that's it'll gonna save cost you, a lot it'll
1: sa- yeah it'll save you some <laughs> rendering time though
0: It'll definitely save my rendering time, but it's going to break my bank account. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's, uh, not cheap. Not um, cheap. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. It is a tremendous amount of work. I think once you kind of get in this rhythm, though, of doing it consistently, you kind of figure out where you can take shortcuts and kind of you figure out your own style a little bit and um, you get in this groove. I think I'm down to about three to four days of like three to four full days of editing to finish a video at this point, mm. um, which is still a lot. You it know, is a lot. When you spend just one afternoon going out to shoot, and then you wait a week to get your film back, and then you record, like, the talking head, and then you um, start putting it all together, you know, an extra three to four days, that's, like, I don't know. That's, like, two two weeks. Yeah. It's, like, you got to think, like, a month ahead. Yeah in a lot of cases um pretty much it's crazy so yeah i'd like to reduce the amount of videos i do because that is an issue like i feel like i'm always editing and always doing that instead of actually out shooting but um we'll see we'll see what happens i guess yeah. the future more travel i want to do a book i'm working on the book um i've got something coming up later this year and i want to use those photos in the book so it won't the book won't happen until that happens um, but I am trying to get the book out this year we'll see if it happens um, oh yeah, yeah. let's
0: know whenever the book comes out
1: and then uh, last but not least Caleb and I are doing a podcast together Ooh. which hopefully I mean things are moving so hopefully uh, we can get things going soon mm.
0: will that include your spicy humor hopefully Oh yeah, I I just can't I just, I just die for that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think Caleb and I have a pretty good dynamic. We um, oh yeah, you guys do bounce off of each other pretty well, mm-hmm. not sexually, just like conversationally. Conversationally,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, any tips for um beginner you uh, film photography YouTubers? or just photography YouTubers.
1: Photography YouTuber tips. Um just make the content you want to make, you know, don't try and chase views because I think people can tell, you know. Uh I've I feel like I've watched a few videos of just you know, people are kind of just running through the motions like here's how you do this or here's how you do that. Just kind of like be your own biggest fan, you know? Try to just work on the stuff that you're actually passionate about that you actually want to do. And, uh, don't worry too much about the numbers cause it's all just a bunch of BS. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: It's, I totally agree with you. Cause, uh, the, I kind of like, I mean, I'm trying to get my Instagram back online. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, the, one of the things, one of the issues that I have with my own Instagram is that I have like 2000 followers or something and whenever i post something there's like 50 likes and i all um not these days but i, I just got over it with it i'm i i do not yeah. really care about the numbers at this point so i just converted my uh, main account to my personal account and i made a new like put the photography account and I'm just gonna put just the photography stuff on there Yeah. and um yeah when you think about the numbers like followers your likes your like reaches and when you like when you start watching like algorithm videos on youtube you just get all these stuff like gets into your head and like really messes up with your like um actual production quality up to
1: yeah you're thinking about how you can reach the most people instead of how you can make the best video or make the video you want to make you know exactly yeah i that's the the thing that kind of sucks about social media is like it's all just like a numbers game and competing with other people and their numbers and so on and so forth unfortunately um, that's why i think it's just better to ignore it you know just make what you want I to agree. make and uh, push on
0: have you ever felt like competition um with other like you know when you were just beginning your youtube channel have you ever felt those kind of feelings before
1: um yeah, I think it's like a natural human thing to kind of compare yourself to other people, you know? You you see somebody else's work, it's really good, and you're just, you know, you're, I want to be like them. How come I can't be like them, you know? And uh, I definitely went through a little bit of that, but I kind of, I think at the end of the day, you just have to shut it off and just keep practicing, keep working, because eventually you'll figure out your own style and your own path. More or less, and uh, you know, before you know it, uh, I don't know. You y- you won't even be thinking about that. You won't be comparing yourself to others, and you know, stuff like I that. Agree. I think if you're just aware of it, if you're aware of like it being human nature to compare yourself to other people, then you can kind of shut it off. I see.
0: I mean, I had that feeling, um, of course, um, way back um it was like 2019 when i kind of realized that um my biggest um like people that I look up to might look up to me and, and when that collides it's like wow we're just like we just love shooting whatever we're shooting it's just like yeah let's just keep it that, that way and when you kind of like get that into your mindset it really like change your things um i i went to japan back in 20 late 2019 just before COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, I met, um, so we, we did another podcast recording, it was the f- first episode Sam, Sam and Dale from South Af- um, Switzerland and South Africa And I, I don't know how but we met up in Japan all at the same time oh, cool. And I was, I, was, I was there to kind of like, it was supposed to be like a, just a trip yeah. for myself And just, just a little treat Yeah. But I brought my cameras, like a film camera and digital camera and also I had a gift For my other photographer mm-hmm. And so I have like I had like three cameras On my backpack Nice <laughs> And and it was like It kind of turned out Turned into a More more like a photo walk mm-hmm. Trip Than just like a trip And I talked You know we had so much fun Like to just talk about photor- Like photography mm-hmm. Like you know Showing the photos To each other And like Yo that looks so cool And like you know compa- You know Not comparing But Looking at other people's photo and look and them looking at my photos and like complimenting, that yeah. kind of like really changes all a lot.
1: That's good. Yeah, that's definitely very positive. I mean, that's how you grow as an artist. I think it's just examining what other people have done, looking at your own work, reflecting on your own work, and just kind of trying to build up the next thing. You know, that sounds exactly. awesome, man. That sounds like what every vacation should probably be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you have established pretty well with um, Caleb though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. both have very different styles. Um, but we enjoy shooting pretty much the same kind of content. So mm. that's really nice. Yeah, we always talk about our photography process and just, you know, what's next and what we're building towards and so on and so forth. Just got to keep growing. Keep going. Just you know. Keep
0: going. It never stop. And it never um stopped. And the last question, it's not really a question, um, but if, if there's anything you, you would like to say to your um, subscribers on YouTube, um, what, would, what, would that, what would that be?
1: Uh, make sure to click on all the ads.
0: <laughs> yeah, turn off the ads, because I do. Turn <laughs> off the ads whenever I'm watching Grainy Days on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Just turn off the ads, come on. Unless you're using YouTube Premium, then, I mean, you wouldn't even using yeah. um, ad blog in the first place.
1: Um. I'd say, I guess, thanks for, thanks for watching. And I hope I can continue uh, making the kind of content you like. That's it.
0: That's it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure to like, hit the like and hit the subscribe button and hit the ring. Yeah. To get the notification, Whenever you, I, I that I, you're the one of the very few people I have actually pressed the, the bell button because oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like waiting for your next video. I'm like, yeah, no worries. Cause I, I just love your videos and I'm just always waiting whatever like what's, what's gonna be the next one what's the next one
1: yeah <laughs> thanks man i appreciate that that's that's cool because i i feel like i was like that for uh negative feedback and willem and matt day for mm. a long time you know it's it's cool that it's kind of come full circle to some degree
0: yeah absolutely i mean i think you mastered like what at whatever you're doing on your on your youtube channel and a lot of people do appreciate it so i want you i let you know that people really do appreciate And even I'm part of like a small film community group in Korea And Mm -hmm. they all know your YouTube YouTube channel They all watch your YouTube content Oh nice And I need to like translate them like What he's saying and whatever There's like this sassy jokes and I'm like Okay that's this and like they're like Question mark (laughs) Yeah But okay For sure
1: Oh that's cool man That's uh That's really great to hear Yeah no worries
0: So yeah, Um and that's um pretty much the end of the interview. Um, um yeah, and thank you so much for all the all the time you spent with me. Uh, it's been like almost two hours, I think.
1: Looks like it. Yeah, it's yeah two hours minute. of nothing.
0: Yeah, it's been a hot minute flies by. Yeah, and thank you so much for coming by today. And um, and for our viewers, we had to reschedule. reschedule like a couple times because last time I had. I had like COVID symptoms and I got COVID and I still do have COVID. I'm under quarantine, but I'm doing a lot better than what I was. So we're recording on this day, but we had a lot of delays and technical difficulties, but Jason really had a lot of patience to go through that. So We made it work, man.
1: The teamwork makes the dream work, right? Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. I always love talking shop with... um. Other like-minded people, you know, especially people that are as passionate uh, about photography as I am. So I really appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah, no problem at all. And our founder, um, Steve Bro, he was like, when I when I, when I talked, to, t- told him like, "Yo, Jason's on," and he was like, "You say what?" <laughs> so also, he's gonna be really, it's gonna be waiting for this podcast to go live okay. as well. Hi, Steve, so yeah, if you're listening. Yeah. All right. I think um, I guess we can end up recording here. Okay.